Hello and welcome to Speak Out on Strangles, the Strangles Awareness Week podcast, which aims to give horse owners a real insight into preventing and managing the disease. Strangles is the world's most commonly diagnosed infectious disease in horses. Although cases can go from mild to malicious, it is extremely contagious and can have devastating consequences for people passionate about enjoying life with their horse. Strangles Awareness Week is supported across the equestrian industry in the UK and across the world, and it calls for more openness and support for people and premises affected by the disease. With these podcasts, we aim to inspire open conversations about strangles and what helps in taking us closer to eradicating the disease. I'm your host, Giddy Rydant. I'm the Campaigns Officer for Red Wings Horse Sanctuary and Coordinator of Strangles Awareness Week. And in this episode, we will be talking to Anna and Cheryl about how yard managers play a critical role in protecting horses against strangles. Please don't forget to subscribe, whether you are listening on YouTube or on your podcast player, to get the heads up about future episodes and more importantly, share them with your yard coach or vet. Let's spread the word and not the disease. So thank you very much for being with us today. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, Cheryl? Yeah. Hello, I'm Cheryl Johns. I'm the founder and owner of Livery List, which is a livery yard directory and a resource for yard owners. I'm also a trustee for the ABRS. I have been since the end of 2020. Thank you. Uh, on to you, Anna. My name's Anna Gregory, and I'm the yard manager at Brackenhurst Equestrian Centre, which is part of Nottingham Trent University. Excellent. So what comes to mind when you first hear the word strangles? I think anxiety, probably. I think if it's about somebody else, I think, oh no, poor them. I wouldn't want to be going through that. And generally speaking, it's sympathy for them. For me, it's it's a it's a huge worry, I think, when anybody hears that they've got strangles in the locality, whether it's a yard owner or a horse owner. I still think that there's a bit of a question mark about the way people deal with strangles, what the response should be. For example, if a yard has an outbreak, traditionally it's kind of been to try and keep it quiet, to try and keep it in-house, but it's definitely turning around more now that yards tend to go more public and that it's definitely discussed more now. You know, yard owners are a lot more aware, I think, of the implications of it as well, the the severity of of cost and management and time that it can, can cause everybody. So... I think it, worry is the main thing that I think of from a yard owner point of view when they hear strangles. Hmm. Anna, you have student liveries on your yard. How do you protect the resident horses that are coming in and out? And have there ever been any problems with students not really understanding the importance of biosecurity? We protect our resident herd by keeping them as separate as we possibly can. So we're lucky that we've got separate yards and we try to restrict the movement of horses between those yards. We do have the movement of people though, and that's an area that students struggle to understand the spread of 
strangles from horse human to horse. The recent COVID pandemic has helped with that and it, as it's highlighted personal hygiene and biosecurity but that is an area that it, sometimes students don't understand. We, If the horses, uh, students are bringing their horses to university with them we've got some protocols that they have to go through before the horse arrives. They have to have a strangles blood test and if that's negative then they can bring the horse. They also have to carry out a health declaration form where we ask them to take the horse's temperature five days in a row before they travel. They struggle to do this before they come to us and while they're with us before they take the horse anywhere else we we help them to learn how to take the horse's temperature and record it and then they get a little idea of what's a normal temperature and it's very surprising how many horse owners a have even if they're students coming to learn about horses they have no idea what a normal temperature is and also how to go about taking it and the importance of recording it so we do have some processes to go through and that safeguards our resident herd by trying to pick up the carriers before they get before they get to us because a lot of people most people wouldn't travel a horse that was sick uh, they wouldn't travel a horse from a yard that they knew had strangles but it's the horses that don't show any symptoms and they look well in themselves they can and they are the carriers that they bring the horse comes to live in your yard and that's when we can we can get outbreaks you could get an outbreak but before we started doing the uh, pre-arrival checks and protocols uh, we had our vet said, what, what you do at the beginning of term absolutely terrifies me, where you fetch horses from all over the country and they all arrive on the same weekend. And that's when he encouraged us to look into doing the screening before they arrived. And um, we've done it. We first of all screened our own herd, the resident herd, and picked up. We didn't have any carriers, but we picked up some that had obviously been exposed to strangles. And then we have, over the years, picked up a few carriers that have been treated before they came to us, and then there have been no problems. So every time we pick one up, I think we dodged a bullet there. That sounds like there's a lot of pressure on yard managers to make sure that everyone's educated and following procedures. That must be quite some responsibility. The onus is on the yard manager to educate it's we have a, a quite a detailed paperwork that we send out to students before they bring their horses and they when they come they say they have to read it several times because there's a lot of information in there and it's of basic horse health and biosecurity so when the students understand and start embedding that behavior in their into their own everyday management it's a really good feeling that you've managed to do that and it becomes a natural everyday occurrence rather than something you do on a special occasion but it is it is a, a great responsibility and I think the yard manager has to set the tone you have to be careful how you do it I think that most people with a horse want to do it for their horse and I think if you can phrase it that way so people are wanting to do it for to do the best for their horse that tends to be the best approach 
I, I think as well, a lot of it is to do with educating the horse owners. So certainly when I was younger and first had horses and ponies, I mean, this is sort of going back to the mid-90s, and I was in the pony club for a long time and biosecurity just wasn't a thing that was mentioned. There was lots of onus on equine health and welfare, but never specifically biosecurity. You know, I remember being at a riding school and one of the horses had strangles and he was just switched into the furthest stable along. He wasn't even isolated, as it were. There wasn't any sort of don't touch him, don't do this. There's everybody there over the stable door. Oh, you know, look, look at him, poor horse. It, it's something that's kind of developed more in recent years the awareness of it and i think there's still a lot of horse owners that don't know or understand a lot of them perhaps go and look at livery yards where they say right well your horse needs to go into isolation for two weeks or it needs a blood test before you can come or it needs a health certificate and they just think what a faff i'm not going to go there i'm going to actually go to the other yard that doesn't need any of these things which it doesn't it doesn't help the situation and i understand that it would be much better if horse owners as well were educated as well as the yard owners so that it became an expectation that you go to a yard and that there would be some level of biosecurity obviously it's not feasible for all yards not all yards can have a separate isolation block or separate paddocks but i think to do something is better than to do nothing so asking for blood tests taking temperature trying as best as possible to isolate rather than rather than just having the mentality of thinking well actually no i can't do any of that nobody will want to come to the yard if i tell them to do that so i just won't bother which is great until you have a strangles outbreak and then it, it's basically like lockdown for, for everybody you know nobody can go in and out you have to be super cautious about everything you have to be conscious that every single horse on the yard may or may not have strangles you've got, then got the the care and the cost um implications of that and like anna said covid really has helped explain the concept of biosecurity from a in a human context to equine so people now understand that it's very um you know easy cross-contamination without even thinking about it and one of the things that really struck me when Red Wings launched their Stamp Out Strangles pledge in 2018, I went along to Your Horse Live uh, to help them launch it. And it, it's definitely the naivety of a lot of horse owners. I remember one lady I was talking to and she was sort of, oh, we don't have to worry about biosecurity because our horses never leave the yard. And I said, well, that's great. But I presume you have a private farrier that only attends your horses. And she was like, no, why? And I said, well, that farrier or vet or whatever, anybody, even if it's just another horsey person coming onto the yard to visit, I said, any of those, particularly service providers like farriers, can have touched another two, five, ten, twenty horses before they even get to your yard. And all your horse has to do is rub its nose on the back of the same farrier that ten other horses have rubbed its nose on that morning. And there's your potential for, for something strangles or any other infectious disease coming into the yard and she was like do you know i've never thought of that so i think it's it's getting people to understand this the the ability and thinking actually it's better to go to a yard to have a yard manager that has a consideration for biosecurity because that shows a level of responsibility for the the health and welfare of the horses in their care and obviously prevention is better than trying to deal with an outbreak 
I think that the the education is definitely the way forward. And I think that the Red Wings is particularly their resource on their website is really good. And I often signpost people to that. And pe- because people like to Google, they like to look things up online. I think that that really helps that, that it, that's there, that they can go on and they can look at the videos, they can see vets, they can see, I think, real life case studies as well and ongoing research. So they feel that they're getting the latest up to date information. Uh, I think that's really helpful. And um, I mean, you mentioned, Anna, that you have a protocol before your students and new horses arrive on the yard. And that's really good because one thing that's really coming out from this week is that communication is really key. How would you advise yard managers on how they can broach this conversation with their clients? Because biosecurity can be quite scary. And as Cheryl quite rightly pointed out, some people just see it as an unnecessary faff. So it can be quite a difficult subject. What advice would you give to make sure that you have a clear, clear talk about it? I think that uh, with prospective clients, prospect people who are going to bring their horse to you, uh, you would have a contract. And I think that the biosecurity behaviour needs to be written into that contract. And I always think it's a good idea to send people the written contract with all the protocols and everything that's expected in it before you meet. So if people come say to us, we'd like to bring our horse, we say, we'll send you all the contract, we'll send you all the information and everything that we expect of you. And then we'll have a conversation. You know, you can ask any questions, make a list of questions, and we can talk through any worries you've got. I think that really helps because they've got all the information first, they can read it several times, and then they can ask you questions. And then that's when you can really engage them in a conversation about how important it is. And they have a little bit of an understanding because you've written it down for them as well. Yeah, I, I definitely think putting everything in writing so that everybody knows where they stand and that it's the expectation from both parties. So the horse owner from the yard owner's point of view and vice versa one of the things I really try and instill through yard owners through the the group and the yard owner hub on livery list is that the best thing you can do is have a paper trail so whether that is just a really detailed contract or whether you go the whole whole hog and request copies of absolutely everything and you have a an extensive um, details form for example for the horse and its owner I think it's really important and the there is a biosecurity specific agreement that myself and Andy from Red Wings work together with and that's a separate document that is an additional agreement basically that outlines the biosecurity responsibilities so not just of people when they bring their horses onto the yard but also for example if they go off out training if their horse gets taken to the vets for its jabs uh, if they go out competing and just making sure that the liveries not just deliveries, but also extending to anybody that they may come in contact with. So if they have friends visiting and so on and so forth, just so that everybody knows the expectations. You know, if you're going out to a show, don't let your horse go off and socialise with 20 other horses from 10 different yards because that's, that's not only putting their own horse at risk, but potentially an entire yard if it picks something up and goes back. 
just have all your ducks in a row before somebody even arrives on the yard with their horse, clarification for everybody is most definitely the best way forward. And I wish that more yard owners would grasp onto that because it would solve not just biosecurity issues, but so many problems that I see that arise. I think that's definitely something that all yard owners should should be thinking about, certainly if it's not something they do at present. Quite a lot of pressure on yard managers. They've got to communicate, they've got to handle everything, make sure biosecurity procedures are in place. And when there's a case, that pressure is massively increased. What self-care advice would you give to yard managers when they're trying to cope with that kind of pressure? I think um, a really important part of that is that they're prepared. So prepare by thinking through, talking through with another experienced person. What would you have to do? What would happen if you got a case of strangles? And what would you have to do? And I think that if you've got a detailed written reference then that really helps and it, it helps with the, the immediate pressure and the flurry of activity and uh, questions and press, outside pressures from all areas. It helps if you've got a central written down reference point and you can and it helps you to stop missing things. But you, you have to remember that you set the tone. So you need to be the swan with the paddling underneath. <laughs> but I, I definitely think that to, to have that that demeanor everything's under control everybody's been informed we're doing the best for the horse let me help you are you anxious all of that helps if you are prepared yourself yeah I think that's a really good idea for for yard owners to have a contingency plan because if they get out of the blue find out that one of their liveries or even one of their own horses has got strangles you're not going to have a couple of days to kind of sit down and decide what you're going to do about it as soon as anybody else on the yard knows it's going to become your immediate problem that everybody will want to have answers for and you might only have a handful of liveries you might have 20 or 30 or more liveries in which case that's a lot of pressure I think the, the most important thing is to have really good open lines of communication because it's very easy to speak in haste perhaps if somebody is pressuring you, you know when's this happening what's it what's happening next what stage are we at I think it's quite important to to kind of step back and think right well actually I don't know that for a minute I'm better off to go and see what stage we're at speak to the vet or or speak to somebody and see what the next stage is and then go back and tell everybody and say this is an update for you rather than just giving random bits and pieces to different people at different times it's very easy to have hearsay between horse owners on yards and something quite often becomes something different. So I think to have that singular point of contact as well. So for example, if you are the yard owner or the yard manager and you have other staff, grooms and what have you, it's important to kind of say, well, actually, if you do have any questions, go directly to the appointed person whether that's the yard owner or the yard manager because that's another way that things can get easily confused is if they speak to somebody it's also important for the yard owner to make clear that obviously everything the whole pinnacle of a strangles outbreak is to make sure that all the horses on the yard as best as possible stay healthy and avoid 
contagion strangles and yes so and so may desperately have a show to go out to next week and be hassling and hassling that they need to go off to a show or they've got a lesson booked and it may cost them money to lose entry fees or to have to cancel a lesson short notice but the primary responsibility and the primary uh, thought of the yard owner should should always remain the horses and what needs best to be done to to protect not only the horses on the yard but obviously from that outbreak going outside of the yard as well so I think a, a lot of peer pressure from horse owners sometimes can make situations worse and can put a lot of unnecessary pressure a, a lot of the yard owners that I've spoken to that have had strangles outbreaks have said it's it's been the worst time that they've had in the course of running their yard and some of these people have had yards for 20 or 30 years and have have been unfortunate enough to have more than one outbreak in that time i think it's important to have your physical resources ready as well so that you don't you're not having to um, buy stuff you know you've not make sure you've always got enough disinfectants have a clear plan as to where you you know where how are you going to isolate how you're going to isolate in the winter how you're going to isolate in the summer you know have you got enough overalls and do a bit of staff training run some scenarios so that they know about you know how to take their overalls off how to put them in the bin how to bag things how to take their gloves off things like that so that everything isn't completely new and that you have enough stuff so that you don't you know you're going to have enough on you don't want to have to be going down to the shop to get bin bags and disinfectant because you haven't got enough so be prepared in that way as well to give yourself helping hands and also when it does happen you really need to have all your staff on board with the single message you can give them things to say or you can say don't say anything refer them back to me it that's up to you but they does need to be a single message coming out and regular updates that's really interesting because throughout this entire discussion we've all uh, based our advice on transparency this we just fully expect that people are going to be honest about the situation uh, we've talked about statements we've talked about communication with staff um, people who come onto the yard and the wider equestrian community but one of the reasons we have Strangles Awareness Week is that there's still a lot of stigma attached to the disease and a lot of people aren't keen to talk about it. Now, when you think for yard managers, Strangles is bad news. It can have some pretty devastating consequences. So it's really interesting that we've immediately assumed that people would talk about it, which we know that in, in, on the ground and in, in reality sometimes people don't is that been part of your experience i've i've found definitely on the on the facebook group that i run for yard owners it definitely has come out in the fore more now so when somebody has a strangles outbreak somebody in the locality will put on the group such and such yard has a strangles outbreak and it's been some quite large equestrian centers over the last perhaps over the last 12 months that have had outbreaks that they've had to deal with. And they've actually been quite well publicised, so quite quickly it's gone up on their social media um, that they've had an outbreak and to clarify the steps they're taking, obviously if they were due to run any events, so on and so forth. And it's there's definitely a lot more talk about strangles now than there was even in 2018 when I started working with Red Wings. It was then quite sort of hush-hush because 
you don't want to stop people moving into your yard you don't want to stop any events that you're holding kind of if a horse is showing any symptoms just switch the stables about or out of sight out of mind a bit but i think the more that people have wised up to it and the more it's becoming best practice as it were for yard owners the more the norm and that there are the processes and the resources like on the strangles hub on red wings that people have got those reference points that they can find out more and it's it just seems to come out easier for people to talk about strangles when they've had strangles about how strangles has affected them going back to what i was saying just now about people saying emotionally and and mentally distressing times for yard owners and and obviously for the horse owners as well but i think that it's definitely definitely more talked about now it's less there's less stigma about it i think that people realize that perhaps it's not such a positive not so positively viewed if you have an outbreak that you try to keep quiet because obviously potentially you're putting at risk the horses on your yard and anybody else that may be coming into the yard i think that the bigger yards and people who compete particularly um the pony club bhse type yards i think that i totally agree with cheryl it is in the last two years it's definitely definitely changed the emphasis has changed from it being not talked about and hushed up to being transparent and people appreciate it I think that the the cases that I know of involve more yards where the owner might not be that horsey and they've just got some stables and fields and it's up to the group of livery yard owners so they've got less uh, leadership they've got less advice and I think that's a lot of head in the sand there in those kind of yards uh, and I, I do, we had a, a local case where the, a yard, a horse in a yard had strangles confirmed and the rest of the liveries left. They they moved yards, you know, which is exactly what you don't want to do. And I was highlighted to this because the yard next door from us said, oh, you know, we're taking some of those poor liveries that needed to move because that horse had strangles. And I just said, I'd really rather you didn't do that <laughs> next door to us. They completely, they said, oh, no, we're trying to help. I said, you're not helping. The horses need to stay where they are. And then, you know, once we talked it through and given them some advice, they said, oh, absolutely. We, you know, we don't want to risk our, the horses here if they could possibly be, you know, spreading it. So on that level, leisure horse level, new owners, Owners with no farming country horse background, I think that there is, is large gaps in, in knowledge and strangles is one of those gaps. It, that's in my experience that they're the, they're the people you need to reach. What do you think the most important lessons are that a yard can learn, the yard manager and the yard in general can learn from strangles? Don't be complacent and encourage people to embed biosecurity in their everyday behaviour. I think as well is the understanding of carriers. So for yard owners to understand that you don't have to have a horse that turns up on the yard with a temperature and a snotty nose. You could have a horse on the yard for X amount of time that's a carrier that suddenly one day it decides to drop its load, as it were, and 
the, the number of yard owners that say, well, I don't know where it's come from. Somebody's obviously bought it in from a show. That horse has been on the yard for three years and doesn't go anywhere. And the vet says that's where the strangles have come from and that can't be right. And I, I think it's there's an onus. Now it's becoming more of an expectation. There's an onus on yard owners to put the time in and do the research to find the resources so that they are informed, so that they know what the risks are so I think one of the most important things is is to be educated before it happens and to have those things in place before it happens so that if it does happen, you know, you know, you know what to do, you know what needs to be set up. Um, I definitely think that's, that's one of the most important aspects of biosecurity for yard owners. And I would just wish that more would take it on board and and understand what a risk it is really because it it could be the it could see the closure of a yard definitely the the education and being prepared before before it even happens it may never happen but i think personally that for me that that's definitely something that all yard owners should take a responsibility in just earlier on we mentioned social media what do you think are the dangers and opportunities of using social media when it comes to strangles i think it's a good way of getting a message to a broad audience very quickly and uh, in that way that that is really can be really useful your wording has to be very well thought out uh, and it needs to be very carefully worded the downside would possibly be comments and again it can be a good thing and a bad thing a lot of people I've seen put really encouraging comments on um, saying thank you for sharing hope everything goes okay we're thinking of you and that can be that can boost the yard as well but obviously you can get negative comments so I would think you would have to either turn your comments off and not get the good ones or monitor the monitor it really carefully so that you could delete the negative ones really quickly and again you know that's got to be that would have to be somebody's job to do at a time when you've probably got all hands on deck yeah i agree i think definitely with the popularity of social media these days it's a very quick way to get information out there it is important to make sure you stay professional though i think sometimes a lot of things can be done off the cuff on social media and perhaps if you look back afterwards it's perhaps not what should have been said or the response that should have been given but i i think social media is a a great communicative tool if it if it's used correctly you know if you have a yard business page for example that you can put on and and you can update or even if you have a group so quite a lot of yards have both a business page and a group for their horse owners so why do you support Strangles Awareness Week and why do you think that horse owners and yard managers should get involved? I think it's an excellent way of raising awareness of strangles. Because there's a lot of misinformation and myths and a little bit of ignorance surrounding the topic, I think that it can only be a good thing for the horse population in general for people to know what to do, know how to prevent it and have a better understanding. So I think it's an excellent campaign and fully support it. Yeah, well, my, my view is that biosecurity should always be a massive part of yard ownership. Like I say, whether it's new horses coming in or whether it's liveries going out, taking their horses out and about, sharing transport, or even if people are coming into to higher facilities, arenas, so on and so forth. 
And I, I think it, it must become part of a best practice strategy for yards going forward, that it should become the expectation that horse owners should want whatever the yard they're going to, to have that, you know, what's your biosecurity procedures? How do you protect my horse against uh, infectious disease, strangles, the flu? And that yard owners should have an answer to that. Strangles Awareness Week puts the whole potential of strangles in front of horse owners, in front of yard owners, in a condensed amount of time. It blasts them with a lot of information, but also it's got the backup of going onto the hub and having all the resources on there. It's also a really good opportunity for the yard owners to perhaps reflect and review on what their protocols are, serves as a reminder for them perhaps to have a meeting or to send something out, put it on their social media about strangles, you know, just to remind their liveries, just to to remind them of the main trigger points if anything obviously that's that's the opportunity but it also raises the awareness year round i think as well so hopefully it's people start to see it as as a thing that happens annually you know and and almost look forward to it as the opportunity to think right now is this this time again i can share this with my liveries i can raise the awareness i can remind them obviously it should be in the mind of yard owners year round but i think to have this set week that raises the awareness of people to make people proactive and think right let's have a look on the on the strangles hub on the red wing site and see is there anything on there i've not seen is there anything i need to refresh on do i need to make sure i've got any necessary resources so thank you very much for coming on and giving us all this excellent advice it's been a real pleasure to have you Thank you so much for listening everyone follow the strangles awareness week facebook page for more information about strangles and the campaign or if you have any further questions leave a comment or get in touch with us by emailing campaigns at redwings.co.uk we will see you tomorrow for a next episode available on youtube or on your podcast player let's spread the word and not the disease